0: What I've just been seeing lately, repeatedly, is this look that um, NBA Youngboy gave me, and I talked about this in A Vision before. (sighs) I was in a classroom, and it reminded me of this street back from my hometown which was like decorated with K through twelve preschool. And I always wanted to go to that preschool but I never could because I think it cost it had like some sort of cover fee or something like that. And I think my mom sent me to a free preschool but all I know is I always have like really good memories of it though. Like well the memories are okay. But somehow it was connected to some sort of good side of it where it's like it gave me hope for a better future, a brighter future. Like you never saw private schools where we were from. And it kind of just reminded me sort of like, you know, a better type of school that you could afford. And being in the neighborhood that we we're from and just hope, hope for that, being more of that, I guess. But not gentrification, just like. You know, elevating the community here from kind of like a reminder of Black Wall Street. But all I know is um, I was kind of like in a school like this. And I was there and I was just kind of like, it's at first I was walking through with a security guard. And I thought I was the security guard. But I wound up staying in this classroom. It was a handsome teacher. And it really reminded me of Abbott School Elementary. I was just sitting in the back, just kind of like observing, and then I just naturally just started helping with the children. Um, fight broke out between two kids. My niece was there. I was just, I guess, helping with the kids, and then that's when I saw two big TVs pop up on the wall. One popped up on the left, and it was like NBA YoungBoy, and it was like a. Um, 2K. I'm gonna just say 22 because that's what year it is. But like any type of 2K intro, where like the character is kind of like, um, like going 360, just kind of like rotating. So he's he's there. He's kind of looking. But I remember I was thinking to myself like, you know, if this is really a 2K intro. Then maybe it should. Maybe he should turn all the way around, but as soon as I, you know, wanted him to turn all the way around, it's like it was a cha- it's like I was it was a challenge. Like you don't run nothing here, you don't get to boss me around, you don't lead me, and it just was a look into what I face every day and what I'm battling. You know, men who cannot submit to a woman leadership, and you know just the different challenges that, you know, come along with that, and it was a reminder of what I'm dealing with, but I let it go, because I said, you know, I am enjoying being around my knees, being around these kids, and this environment is kind of just warming because of the kids and the pure heartedness for once. Usually my visions, my visions can get very, you know, negative, so I was just enjoying the positivity while I could, and He popped up on the screen, of course, ruining the positivity. But, of course, as I said, it was still a good environment. I was going to enjoy what I could from it. When it gets really bad, you just have to appreciate the good in life. But all I know is he was on the screen and he was looking at me like, like, you know, you could be a teacher. You could be a teacher. You know, why don't you just be a teacher? And just accept this like lesser version of your destiny. And I was, I'm usually hurt by this type of stuff. Because it's like, you are actively working against me to keep me from my destiny. And then with all the potential that you see in me succeeding in that, because you don't want it to be a woman. You would really sit up here and convince me to, you know, choose this. Version of myself that comes along with submitting over my destiny, accepting less of myself, and pretty much being a quitter. And you would rather see me quit than see me succeed in all that the Lord has called me to do just because I'm a woman. And you don't want to see a woman do it. You're just like my family my whole life growing up. And I just wanted to think more of you because the Lord gave me a word on you. But I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to warrant sympathy or anything. I hope that it doesn't sound like that. Maybe it does and maybe it is in a way and I have to grow out of it. But all I know is that, you know, I remember this every single time I, I want to put this person in a place on a certain level where I want to believe that they would actually want to believe in me. And I can't. I think about it all the time. and So now it's become like this thing where it's like you're bullying him. You keep bringing that up and you are like, you're trying to turn people against him and you're being negative. And it's like, no, that's just naturally where my mind gravitates when I see different sides of people, when they expose themselves to me. When the Lord allows you to expose yourself, the Lord allows you to expose yourself and you expose yourself as somebody who does not believe in me and cannot accept me either. So why are you here? Because the Lord has introduced you into this next level of my life as if you would actually survive. You know the finished product of myself, and it doesn't seem as if you will because you won't accept me either. Just like my family, the word on my family is that they won't accept me. What you have in common with them is that you won't accept me either, so how could you survive, and they wouldn't? And that's been the biggest battle about everything. The entire battle has been, you know, if I'm going to accept someone who wouldn't accept me, then I might as well, you know, deal with my family who won't accept me. What is the difference? Why should I have to choose you over my family? I've been known you my whole life. You don't have to you're not going to be my family no matter what. So, I just place this person in a totally different category and I start looking at them differently. And ever so often when I want to forget or be, or you know, neglect the fact that this person does accept me or fully believe in me, I remember what they did. And People are trying to make it seem as if, you know, I'm holding that against them. It's not holding it against you. It's being realistic. You exposed that part of yourself, and now I can't see you any differently. But that being said, forgiveness is in order. I don't have a right to not forgive someone, and the Lord forgives and forgets. So I will be wrong. I still will be wrong in that area for not forgiving and forgetting because I can't forget what you did, but I'm working on it. So, um, this person shows up with a TV and it's pretty much saying, man, if you decided to be a teacher and open up a school, I will put a big flat screen in that school. I would sponsor that school, but you're only sponsoring the school because you're keeping me from a higher destiny that I am destined, you know, I'm destined for. So you're convincing me to submit to a higher destiny. I wouldn't doubt that there's something beneficial in that for you. And given the surroundings and the circumstances, seeing that, you know, oftentimes when Satan convinces you to... Okay, so... I'll continue to what I was saying before, you know, the... Before... um. My episode stopped. But um. as I was saying... I wouldn't want to, you know. I just wouldn't want to leave my family for the same reason that I would deal with, and I would deal with the same issues from somebody else for the same reason I left my family, and that for that to backfire, because it does backfire. You get everything. That you reap everything that you've sown in life. And when the Lord has shown you that someone is no different from the situation that you're leaving. But you leave for whatever reason. But it also has a lot to do with you know not with showing partiality. When you're not supposed to show any partiality. At the end of the day, what would be the reason I left my family? Because they never accepted me. But you never accept me either. You know, for a lot of the same reasons. But... I accepted you and moved on with you and decided to choose you despite the fact that there being almost no difference between the two of you. And I chose you for what? Because you're a man? So I can have a man? I'm not lonely. I have the Lord. Or because, you know, you have money? I can get money. It's not hard. Or because you showed up at one of the darkest points in my life and still with me when nobody else was there even though the same word that I got from God that said that you are maybe was the same word from God from, I got from God that said you set everything up which means you are you know trying to be a puppet master trying to play God in my life and though he allowed you to do that and he would never allow it if not for a reason which is the reason why I still keep fighting for you it still doesn't change the fact that you did that And it shows your character. And I would never do that to anybody. So, that being said, you know, I just feel like I would reap the consequences of choosing you just and ignoring all of that when I couldn't ignore it in my family. The consequences would be I would never have left my family at all. Everything that it is that I decided to leave them for would have manifested inside of you. I would have never avoided anything. I would have suffered everything I would have suffered at the hands of them inside of you except for on top of that, I have to miss my family and think about the fact that I don't get to be around them anymore. Now, some people might think that this is a good trade or even trade, but for me, it's more just like a sellout. Your family is going to be your family no matter what. This individual showed up, and yes, it may have been one of the hardest parts in your life, and it may have been at the hands of your family, but they wouldn't have done you any differently. They would have done the same thing to you that your family did. So what are you actually escaping from? And if you're never escaping from anything, then why leave people behind? That being said, you know, I have been looking at this person a certain kind of way, not trying to hold it against them because I know the Lord doesn't appreciate that. But I've just been thinking about it. It's been on my heart. And one day, um, what was placed on my heart was um the fact that the same look he gave me about me possibly not being able to make it and him not truly believing that I could accomplish everything that God set out for me to accomplish, which is a big red flag. If you don't believe in me like God, if you don't love me like God, if you don't believe for me like God, then what is the difference? What do I need you for? It's a million people in this world who won't see what God sees. And I was believing and giving you the advantage because I thought that maybe you could, but you still can't. So what is the point? But regardless... You know, one day I was, one day I was, um, I was just, it's on my heart. And all I know was I thought about, it was, it it, it hit me. It hit me like a brick that, that same look he gave me. For not believing in me and thinking I should be a school teacher. And the backstory with that is like, you know, all my life, the Lord has, you know, all my life people have told me, you could be a school teacher. You should be a school teacher. You could be a really great teacher. You know, even teachers have sat me aside and said, I see that you, 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 you know, find interest in teaching. Do you want to be a teacher? And I would be like, I like teaching. I think that that would be a great thing to do, but I don't want to be a teacher. And later on, I found out that teachers aren't appreciated enough with their pay and everything that they go through and everything else. So you have to do it because you love it. And it's not that I wouldn't love it. It's just that, you know, the Lord had already sat me aside and said, I have an entirely different calling for you. I have something so much bigger. And, you know, if you decide to be a teacher, it would just not be to the level that I've called you to and you have been submitting to from something so much bigger. You could have something so much bigger and so much greater. And I know that Satan is actively working against you to keep you from it. So I think that you should take that into consideration. It's your choice, but I have this for you. I decided that I wanted what the Lord had for me, even despite the fact that I cannot see it. And there was a conversation, you know, brought up about how I'm not much like Abraham because Abraham would have killed Isaac for God, when God asked him to kill Isaac in order to show and prove that his, you know, love for God was so much greater than anything and everything in his life that God had provided, and I like that because I won't let go of my family, and if I had, if I would just let go of my family and sacrifice my family in this situation in order to, you know, show and prove to God that my love for him is so much greater than anything and everything else in my life, I would be more like Abraham. But, you know, I am like Abraham in another way. Abraham followed, you know, the Lord into the wilderness with no real word on where he would land. And he, you know, followed him on based on the promise of a promised land, no matter what it would have taken or what he would have gone through or what he did not know. And that's something I'm doing now. I don't see all that he has for me. I don't know for sure. He says, don't worry about the how. A lot of times it looks, it looks like I'll end up with nothing. And. I'm going nowhere and a lot of people doubt it and a lot of people say, why would you do that? A lot of people question it and very few people would follow God into the wilderness with no real destination until the Lord says so, waiting on his word and trusting him wholeheartedly and fully. But I'm doing that and that's what I have in common with Abraham. So that was brought up again and when that was brought up, what I realized was These individuals, you know, they, don't, they may not truly believe in me. And even the ones who somewhat believe in me, they could never possibly believe in me on the level that the Lord does. And it's not their fault. Because how could they possibly see something so much greater and bigger than you can ever imagine? The Lord said, I can't even think of something that big. So I don't even automatically fully believe like I should. And maybe there's some people who believe that they could or would, but they don't. And the Lord has confirmed that for me. So I cannot hold that against them. But when it comes down to it, when you show signs of unbelief in me, what you do is you drag me down. You discourage me from becoming my best and you become a hindrance and another obstacle. And so you be, you're placed in the category of will you ever survive? Would you have survived? Because when I finally get to that promise, then when I finally get to that place, how will you react? Will you say, I believed in you the whole time when you didn't? Will you say, I'm amazed? You know, and I don't want to hear that you're amazed because I'm not. I believed in the Lord the whole time, though I am amazed. You know, what will you say? How will you react? Whatever it is, it just feels as if maybe you can't fit. Maybe you won't fit. So. I just been thinking about that, but as I said, I saw the look on the face and it was like, you can have that same look. As opposed to when it comes to him and a wife. Because when he's looking for a wife, they're never enough for him. You know, and he believes that he can have something so much bigger and so much greater. He can have a perfect wife with everything he ever wanted to have in a wife. And you fit that description if, of course, you succeed. But when he's doubting you, he's doubting himself. And a lot of people are looking at him like, you won't ever have that. You better take what you can get now. You're never going to have that perfect wife from God with everything you ever dreamed of having. So, who are you to doubt her big dreams when everybody else is doubting yours? And so it was brought into perspective that day, but not that I will hold it against anybody because, as I said, if I doubt them right back, am I any different? But as you know, if I'm truly the one who fits that description of. Becoming this great wife sent from God from him that, you know, fits all the description of all his prayers. Which, of course, he already believes that because he's here. But it's still at the same time he still doubts it. You know, there's no room for a doubt. Not even inside of myself. But that being said, he is supportive in that way. He's supportive because he believes he can have that. He believes that God will provide that. And I can say, well, he don't believe in me. He just believes in God. But that's a compliment. To me, that's a compliment. You believe in God. You don't believe in me. You are not supposed to believe in me. I'm just a person. I'm just a human. God cannot be wrong. You believe in God. that's, That's about right. Still, it's concerning. Because if you believe in God, then how could you doubt me? You doubt me, you're doubting God. Because you're here because of God. You're here because of the word on God. You're here because I fit the description that God has provided for you. But you're doubting me. You're doubting God. And the Lord told me this a long time ago. He said, don't doubt yourself because you're doubting me. And so that's something I'm working on every day. So it doesn't help when others doubt me. Especially not the person who's supposed to fit this description of this future. That they're going to be the only ones who can truly be trusted with it. Along with myself besides God. So this is why I doubt this entire situation, and I try not to because I feel that if this is truly what God wants, then I will be doubting God. So this is what the Lord has been placed on my heart for the last couple of weeks, and I don't know what it means, but I just know I don't want to feed too much into it. I don't want to speak anything negative into to existence. I want to count on the Lord for whatever, you know, has or needs to happen I trust him because even when I can't see it and even when I can't understand the how like he said don't worry about the how he's going to provide the how you know and a lot of people can play over that and think it's a joke or a game but they will be amazed that day they never expected me for for me to make it this far so I know they will be amazed when I make it that far It will just have to happen over and over and over again for the rest of my life. And hopefully the people who doubt me will have subsided and and fallen somewhere far in the background. Nowhere, you know, around me to somehow enhance or encourage negative predictions on my life. You don't fit here anymore. Anything negative has to go. That means you when you're being negative. And if you don't want to do the work to, you know abolish any negativity in your life to fit inside this future where no negativity will exist in mine you don't deserve to be there and it's not about myself it's about you too you wouldn't survive there so it's not a selfish thing but at the end of the day when it comes down to it This type of individual and the kind of wife that they're looking for, they wouldn't want this person to be doing it for anyone but themselves anyways. Because even when I don't believe in you, even when I'm not supporting you, even when I'm not on board with that, I want you to be wanting that for yourself. I don't want you to want it for me. So you cannot find this as a negative